Let's take those hands and let's thank everybody that served us today. A lot of people serving, helping this man over here. Whatever. Praise the Lord. We appreciate it. We have people you don't even know about. They're, they're on security detail right now. It's just a new thing we've had to add the last few years. But this is a church where somebody doesn't want to screw around. You hear me? Because our security team is crazy. And I like it that way. I like it that way. Amen. I heard there's an associate pastor from Soul Harbor Church. Where are you? Where are you at in the building? Can I see you? Where are you at? Are you here or not? How you doing? You got your family with you? Now, did we meet before? You and I met before? Did, did we go to dinner? Are you the one? I can't see you up there. You like us, don't you? You came back. I see him now with a flashlight on his face. That's funny right there. Yeah, they came down, helped with the hurricane. Their church came down. And uh, I was crazy enough to tell a big gang of them out there, thank you for coming. I'll take you out to eat it, uh, this week. And they, he took me up on it. It was expensive because they had worked all day and ate like pigs. But I appreciate you guys. Amen. I guess y'all staying where at Longboat Key. But we meant enough to you for you to get up from that beautiful island and drive all the way down here this morning. Let's thank the Lord for him. Amen. Come on. Right there. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Well, I know one thing. The music was worth the drive. Wasn't it? That song, if you didn't hear nothing but that song about peace, you got your, you got a cup full right there, buddy. But, now it's time for the big message. Y'all ready or not? Now, this is a crazy message. This is a crazy message. Now, you're going to have a tendency to, like, it's a little long. I'm going to go to sleep. Boy, you're going to hate it when they tell you how it all ended. And you didn't know none of it. So, anyway, hang in here with me. Roger, now, you got to help me. You're a little slow to the clicker today. you got to help me, man. Come on. Let's go. Tyler, my message today is more than the snake bite. More than the snake bite. You might say, Clark, what kind of crazy message is that? Well, you go find out. Let's look at it. We are more than go back at Ooh, get that snake off the screen. Ooh, scared me. Here we go. Right here, that verse. Say it with me. In all these things, we are conquerors through him, Jesus, who what? And we are more than. We're more than the crap that has bit us in our life. We're more than the pain, perhaps, that you're going through. I'm talking about hurt. Hurt. Maybe raped. Molested. Assaulted. Battered. My mother would go to church and hear Pastor Joey Bird on Sunday morning. Maybe after having been beat that morning or the night before. We don't know what people live with, but we sure are easy to criticize them, ain't we, say, or give them our advice. You don't know what people are going through. But I've lived long enough now to have some of my own garbage and crap in my life and hurt. And Satan will use that to hurt me and to keep me bound up and screwed up. Y'all hear me or not? Say how many would say, boy, I understand that? Anybody going to say that? I understand that, Clark. Let's talk about it today. Let's talk about it. You've been bit, but I'm more than that thing that's tried to kill me in my life. Strong message coming up. But it's a fun message. Okay? It's R-rated because of violence. But I tell you what. We, we have an adversary, the devil, 
who goes about as a roaring lion wanting to destroy us. It ain't PG, got it. You understand what I'm saying? It's rough. I do have to take a quick break, and thank you, Miss Sue, for that wonderful coconut pie you made me. The best coconut pie I've ever eaten in my whole life. And I've eaten numerous coconut pies. So for you to take that first spot, I mean, you're Richard Petty of, of pie making. I'm telling you, you came around a turn, and you got a checkered flag. Thank you for that. You hear me or not? Woo! Man, was I, I ate that pie, and then I ate it again, I ate it again. You know the feeling? It's a good feeling, sweetie. Come on. Let's go to the message now. Here we go. I hate to say thank you if I'm going to get another one. <sighs> anyway, she's made me a few now. That was pretty good. I'm more than that snake. That's scary, ain't it? That's a scary snake, ain't it? Life's scary. Some of the stuff you've been through, I've been through, it's rough. We wouldn't wish it on somebody, would we? The pain, the struggle. Are y'all listening? Are y'all ready or not? Let's go then. Let's go with the message. Let's pour our heart into it. Here we go. You might say, where did you get the title? Well, I got it from the New Testament, but the message is in the Old Testament. But let's just look at this little story real quick. Paul the Apostle, preaching the gospel, standing for Christ. He was just absolutely persecuted everywhere he was, was preaching. He was arrested. He was on a ship. They were taking him to Rome, put him in prison, maybe kill him. He ultimately did die a martyr's death. But on the way to one of these deals, the ship got in a storm. It hit land, and the ship started tearing apart. And some of the soldiers said, shoot the prisoners, shoot the prisoners. And the centurion, one of the leaders of a bunch of soldiers, said, don't. He sort of liked Paul. And said, let them live. So everybody jumped overboard and they grabbed them a piece of wood, whatever. They landed on the island, verse 1, of Malita or Malta. Can you say Malta? Malta. So here they are. Woo! And the barbarous people. That's another word for the island people, the island folk. It says they showed us no little kindness. That's King James language. That means they showed them a lot of kindness. A lot of kindness. <laughs> Weird way to say it. And they kindled a fire for these people that were shipwrecked. They didn't know who they were. They were in trouble. And there's a fire being kindled. And they said they received them because of the rain, and it was cold, man. Verse 3. And when Paul gathered himself, he was a worker, he gathered him some sticks to put on the fire, and he laid them on the fire. Say it with me. And there came out a what? A what? A snake. There came out of the snake, out of that fire, out of that heat, and bit him on the hand. Ah! Ah! And when the barbarians or the island folks saw it, that snake hang on his hand, they said to themselves, No doubt this man was a murderer whom he's escaped to see. Vengeance is going to suffer him not to live. Well, what happened? Say verse 5 out loud. And he shook off the snake into the... And he felt no what? Howbeit when the island folks saw that he should have been swollen up, fell down dead, they should have been, should have been, suddenly. When they looked on him a while, they kept staring at him. You ever had people do that to you in your pain? 
say, you've been so screwed up and people just look at you funny. They're staring at him. And they saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds. And then they said Paul was a what? Tell you what. Now that's just a little tidbit of where we're headed. Say that out loud. And he shook off the snake into the... And he felt no harm. Is Satan a snake? Is he a serpent? Is he the wicked one? So he shook off the snake into the fire. How about you in your life? Whatever's holding you bound. Whatever when you... Just think of it. You say a word. You smell something. It brings back memories. Bad memories. Wouldn't you like to be able to shake that off? Say, wouldn't you like... To know that I'm more than, I'm more than what happened to me. I'm more than that. I'm more than that. I'm more than a conqueror through you, Jesus, who loved me. But it's not easy, is it? Yes or no? Y'all hear me? It's not easy. It's not easy. So now we're going to go to the Old Testament. And we're going to read a story. And it's quite lengthy. Please, if you go to sleep, it's on you. People are going to ask you later, what did you think? And you ain't even going to know the ending. You're going to look like an idiot. I'd stay awake if I was you. Here we go. Here we go. How do I confront the enemy? Okay? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, we, we have problems in this world. Sure, this is the domain of the devil. But then he takes that, and then we're crazy to boot in our mind, and we screw our whole life up. Amen or oh me? Now, this series more than is, is really, it's really about me, guys. I do this. I've got some struggles. And if I don't guard my heart, if I don't take care of me, I can find myself just thinking wrong thoughts and, and getting into depression. And you might say, well, you, you're so energetic. You're so... <sighs> hey, I, I live too. You understand? And so this is to help me, and I want to help you as I'm helping myself. So let's look at it today. We're going to the Old Testament. I'll do my best to be a storyteller. They've made great movies out of this one. But most of you have never seen this. Most of you will say, I didn't even know that was in the Bible. Let's check it out. Absalom was the son of King David. He was a long-haired rascal. He had pretty hair, man. This guy had hair like crazy. I'd love to have his hair. Well, he conspired, his son conspired against King David to take away his kingdom. His son! His son! Absalom, David's son, sent for Ahithophel. He was David's counselor, so he sent for David's right-hand man, his counselor. While he was offering sacrifices, say that with me, and the conspiracy was. So Absalom not only conspired to take the kingdom, he had people with him. He had a team that was coming against his father, King David. And the people increased what with Absalom? Continually. Man, they were jumping on this bandwagon. Let's overthrow the king. Let's overthrow the king. And there came a messenger to David, to King David, saying, the hearts of the men of Israel have now turned, and they are for your son, Absalom. 
Y'all with me so far? What's this got to do with shaking off a snake? Hang in there. And David said to all of his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, come on, get up. We've got to get out of here. For if we don't, we will not escape from Absalom. We will not escape. Make speed, depart. He's going to overtake us suddenly. And evil will be on us. And, and smite this whole city with the edge of the sword. Boy, Absalom's coming. It's not good. And Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, they came to Jerusalem. And Ahithophel, that David's counselor guy, was with him. Was with him, right there next to him. And Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give me counsel now. The people are with me. What shall I do? How, sh- how shall we pull this thing off? And Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines. David left all these women in the city at the palace, which he hath left to keep the house. And all Israel will hear that you are hated or abhorred of your father. Then, they, then, then shall the hands of those that, with you be, that, that are with you be strong. This is some kind of sick counsel. Go into this, his, the women he's left behind, have sex with all these women. And everybody's going to cheer you on and you're going to be the greatest. So they spread Absalom a tent on the top of the house of the palace. And Absalom did exactly what he said, went into his father's concubines in the sight of everybody could see what was going on. Told you it was R-rated. I said for violence, so I forgot this part. Are y'all still all right? And Absalom, hmm, so he's got him a counselor, his daddy's counselor. But watch this. Absalom sat with me, made who? A mesa, so I say it, probably say it wrong. Made him general. Absalom made a mesa general instead of who? Joab. Now, if you know much about your Bible in David's kingdom... His general was Joab. General Joab was David's general. And he, see, he reminds me of the old generals today that we have. We we got a lot of young generals today, or I call them new generals, new generals. They ain't like the old ones. I worry about our country. This is another break right now. I had the pie break. Now we got another commercial. I worry about our country with the weakness and the wokeness that I see from our military and our military leaders that are actually standing up and pushing this crap. Are you kidding me? I'm telling you. Whether you like it or not, it happens. General Joab won't want a damn. But General Absalom, he got him a general. And he was one of them new generals. His name was Amasa. Say Amasa. And so he made him his general, etc. Keep going, Roger. Push me. So... Say it one more time. Who is he? Absalom's general. Got it? Yes or no? Keep looking. Now the king, now what's the king's name? David. King David commanded who? General Joab. Now see, one of them new generals or one of them old ones? He one of them old ones. Ones that you, them old ones you don't want to mess with. He commanded his general. And Abishai and Ittai, he said, you deal gently, deal gently Deal gently for my sake with my son Absalom. When you find him, you deal gently with him. 
And all the people heard when the king gave the captain's charge concerning his son. His son had overthrown a kingdom. You deal gently with him. Sounds like some crazy fathers. But he was talking to a new general, old general. Old general. Wonder if that, wonder if that command's going to fly. I don't think so. So say Joab. Whose general is he? Are we still alive? How many of you say, though, but I'm starting to doze, Pastor? Keep your hand down. So the people went out in the field, big wooded battlefield area. And the battle was in the woods of the territory of Ephraim, where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David. And there was a great slaughter that day. David slaughtered this. They won the battle for the most part, but still they lost a lot of men too. Matter of fact, that day, how many men died? 20,000. The battle was scattered over the face of all the country, but the woods that day devoured more people than the sword did. That battle that day was fierce over the kingdom. Keep looking. But wait a minute. Here's Absalom. dun da dun da dun da dun da dun da Absalom had what kind of hair? Long hair like I would like. And he's riding. And as he's riding on a mule, the mule went under the limbs of an oak tree, a big old oak tree with limbs and hanging down. And his head of his hair got held up in those limbs. He's riding. And the mule kept going. See you later, buddy. And so he is literally, look at it. He was taken up between heaven and earth. And the mule went under him and went away. So here's Absalom hanging there. You might say, has that ever happened to you? That has happened to me. Now, I didn't get hung up in a tree. But how many have done like me? You mow under a tree with your rider mower and you know you shouldn't. And everybody raise some hands. How many rode up under one and, and nearly got knocked off of one? You done that? I still think I'm young. I'm out there riding. I can make it. And half my head gets scratched off. That's sort of what happened here. A little worse. So here he is. Hanging. Not dead. Just held by the hair. And a certain man of the army there, the military, saw it. And he told who? Who's the what? What kind of general? <laughs> Don't mean age. You just mean tough. And Joab said, I got, I'll handle it. I got it. So Joab went to Absalom. There he is hanging. Howdy, son. He said, I'm not going to take very long. He took three darts in his hand. Pop, pop, pop! Through his heart. Deader than a hammer. Any questions? Let's keep looking. And when King David heard about his son's death, he covered his face. Oh, my son, Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son is dead. And who came in? The old general saw him. He came in seeing the king crying. And he said, you've shamed us this day. We saved your life, king. 
the lives of your sons, your daughters, the lives of your wives, the lives of your concubines, the people, the, kid, the women have been raped. We saved them from this man. But you know what, King? If thou lovest your enemies and hate your friends, that's what it sounds like to me. This is the general talking to the king. You've declared this day that you regard neither princes nor servants. For this day I perceive if Absalom had lived and every one of us would have died, you would have been happy, king. That's how old generals talk. You understand? You got it? And all the people were at strife throughout all the tribes. That's to say the least because of this ordeal that happened. And the king saved us out of the hand of the enemies. He delivered us out of the hand of the Philistines. And, uh, but here he does. I mean, he's done all that. And he runs when his son gets power and he leaves. And, it, and people are in, really in an uproar and a mess. And Absalom, who we anointed over us, this is the people that followed Absalom. They're saying he's dead in battle. Okay? And they're talking among themselves. The king knows this. They had this uprising, but the bottom line is it didn't fly, did it? But guess what? There's still some that are holding out. There's still some holding out and wanting to overthrow King David. Are you understanding that? Say yes. There's still some that ain't back on board. Keep going. And King David said to Zadok and Abathar the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you the last to bring me back? Why are you the last to get under the authority that I have? Seeing the speech of all Israel's come to the king, I, I see what you're doing, I hear what you're doing. You're my brethren, you're, bone, you're my bones, you're my flesh. Why are you the last to get, get in line here and get straight? You understand? This is David talking to the ones that are still thinking they're going to overthrow him. But now watch this carefully. You might say, Gary's going crazy today. Gary's crazy. I ain't crazy. You're crazy. Me and Roger got our act together. King David brings who into his big old fancy office maybe? Who does he bring in? A mesa. Now, is a mason one of them old generals one of them newfangled ones? He brings in a mason. He says, you are not of my bone, or are you not of my bone and of my flesh? God do so to me, King David speaking, and more also, if you don't be the general, the captain of all these people, instead of who? That man killed my son. So you, 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 who were the turncoat with my son who tried to take over the kingdom, you're going to be my general now. How do you think that's going to work out? One of these newfangled ones fighting this kind of battle. Hmm. So say that out loud. A mesa is what? The guy who saved the country is what? Doesn't that sound like our country sometimes? How does that work? We're not done. How many of you are saying, oh my gosh, I'm dying? How you doing, Souls Harbor? Up yonder. Y'all alive? You still glad you came from Longboat Key this morning? All right, hang in there. Well, there happened to be a man, a Belial. That word Belial is another word for Satan. It can be a word just meaning troublemaker. There was a man who was a big troublemaker who was leading up this 
group that wouldn't get in line. You understand? His name was what? Sheba. The son of Bichri. He was a Benjamite. And he blew the trumpet and said, We have no part in David. We don't have any inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, O Israel. So he's just going to be like Absalom now. All big and bad. And David knows he's got to deal with it. And so David the king says to Amasa, who's his new general, one of them newfangled ones, assemble the men within three days and you be here present. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, this young fangled general, but he tarried longer than the king said than the set time which had been appointed him. So David's like, what's happening? That's what you get with one of these newfangled generals. You think Joab would have been Johnny on the spot? And David said to Abishai, who was Joab's underling, basically, now Sheba the son of Bichri is going to do us more harm than Absalom did. Take your Lord's servants. Pursue after him, lest he get fenced cities and escape. So he had to come up with another plan because of this loser general joker. And there went after him Joab's men because that's really who all these men belonged to. They were Joab's fault. They were Joab's men. Uh-oh, we lost one. No, we didn't. I'm just playing. Here we go. And there went after him and out after him after, Z, after Sheba, Joab's men and the Cherethites, the Pelethites, and all the mighty men, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue who? This bad joker who's leading this uprising. I know it's complicated. And when they were at the great stone, which is Gibeon, what's that guy? See his name again? Amasa went before them. Now, wait a minute. Stop right there. We've got to stop just a second. I'll quit. We're going to be almost done. We're almost done. I know it's hard to believe. Amasa didn't show up on time. This newfangled general. Matter of fact, he was at like a big crossroads in the highway. You know, you know, you know the exits has the pilot, and they got all the stores. You know what I'm saying? Raceway, got them all. It was something like that. He was at this big thoroughfare where everybody would come through. Armies would march through there. There was Amasa hanging out. Does that sound like the thing he was told to do, yes or no? No! And when they were at the great stone, which is Gibeon, Amasa went before them. But guess who else was using that road? Joab. Now, what kind of journal is he? He no one. So here's Amasa, the guy that took his job, that led the insurrection against his daddy, I'm not his daddy, but against his king. Amasa went before them. Now watch this. And Joab's garment that he had on, Joab had on a garment. The old general had on some coats and masks. And upon it, he had a sword that was fastened. That's what old generals do. It was upon his loins in a sheath. And it was like a, it was like a long dagger, like a long fillet knife. It's called a Makaira sword. Not one of them long ones, one of them shorter ones. Sharp, 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 sharp. And as he went forth, it fell out. Now, I've read this carefully. It doesn't mean that it fell out on the ground. It means he pulled it out. But he's got them long clothes on. 
So you don't know it's out. So he's at this fancy corner, this meeting place, and Joab goes to a mason. Well, he knew a mason. He says, Joab says, how you doing? Are you in health, my brother? And Joab took a mason by the beard. He didn't pull the beard. He's just saying, what a nice beard you got. That's what old generals do. With his right hand and kissed him. And Amasa didn't take heed to the left hand, which had that sword. And so Joab pulled out that short dagger sword, fillet knife, and cut him in the fifth rib. This is where the violence starts. And he shed out his bowels to the ground. What does that mean? If you're sleeping, you missed that. You might say, Clark, you're making too much of this story. This is violent. Hey, listen, when you've been dogged like the devil like I have, this is how you have to fight Satan. And we're fixing to come up to the end, and the points are going to go just like that. So he didn't have to cut him twice, did he? And he died right there in the road where all the traffic is, right in the middle of the street, thoroughfare. So Joab and Abishai's brother, they did what? See you later. And they went after Sheba who's trying to overthrow the kingdom. Now, are we good with that? But wait a minute. Almost done. Here's the message. Here's the message. What happened next is the message. And one of Joab's men, one of the soldiers, there was thousands of them. There were thousands of them coming down that giant thoroughfare. Thousands. They were going after Sheba. Not three guys. It's thousands of soldiers. And they were, they were screwed up too. They had been following this other guy, the general. Now they're following. You know, what are they doing? So here's what happened. And one of Joab's men stood by and said, He that is with Joab and that's with David, go after Joab. Follow him. He's going after Sheba. Go, 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 go. And Amasa did what? He's dead. But he's wallowing in blood. Bowels all over the road. In the middle of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people, all the soldiers, stood still. They, it was, it, he was right there. road was big. But because he was laying there, it's like what happens on the highway when somebody sees a wreck. You can't help but look at it, can you? And then what happens? It can be 20 miles traffic will be backed up. That's what's happening in this story. While that guy needs to be caught and pursued and taken down. But the army can't move because people are up there in front of him looking at this man's body in the road. And so here's what this man did, this soldier. Look at what he did. Say it with me. He, 
removes, say it with me, a mesa out of the highway. Are y'all listening? And he drug him over into the field. Got his body out of the road. Drug him, drug him over to a field. And then he took a big cloth and he covered him up. Because he knew everybody was passing by was looking at him. We couldn't get anywhere. That's what a snake bite will do to you. That's what pain can do to you. That's what being left can do to you. That's what being raped can do to you. That's what being molested can do to you. It will stop you so hard you can't even move. It's killing you. The person that you've loved, you woke up every morning and there they were and they passed away. How do you do it? And Satan will take that and he will use that and he will just keep biting you. You hear the message or not? And that was happening to this army. So this man, he knew he had to do something. So he moved his body out of the road. What happened? Say it out loud, please. And when he was removed out of the highway, say it with me. All the people went on and followed Joab to pursue after. Now that's the end of the story. You might say, what a crazy ending. What now? I'm glad you asked. I'm more than a snake bite. How do you deal with this inner conflict? How do you deal with the thing? And I'm just speaking from experience in my own life, guys. How do you deal with hurt, pain, struggle, feeling like you're not enough, you don't matter, you've been hurt, you just, you just, you've made horrible choices, screwed your life up, and you're just guilt-ridden, you don't even know how to move forward? Who knows what it might be? Well, here's how you move forward if you're going to get over that snake bite. I am more than a what? Through who? That's the Word of God. I can, I do not have to be held captive by my past. I can move forward. Do you believe that or not? Okay, so here's how you do it. Plain English. Number one, you've got to kill it. That thing that's killing you, you've got to kill it. Now, I don't know what that might be. Maybe it is. You've gone through a divorce. Somebody chose somebody other than you. And it's killing you. You've got to kill it. I'm not talking about the person. No, that's not the part that's killing you. I know some of you are like, all right, then. I heard it from the preacher. No, 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 no. That's not the part that's killing you. What's killing you is I don't matter. I don't have any value. I can't move on. I must not be attractive. I must not be this. I must not be that. It's you killing you. It's you that's just destroying. You've got to say, this is stopping. This has got to... What, what, what did Paul say? I die what? I die daily, man. You've got to kill that thing that's stopping you, that's stopping you dead in the road. You've got to render it what? That happened to me in my past. That's what happened to me. That happened to me. That is not today. Say that out loud. That is not today. I'm being held captive by that. It's got to die, man. Number two, instead of it killing me, I'm going to kill it. I'm sorry. This is how you have to fight. Number two, I got to quit it. I got to quit it. What do I mean? Stop looking at it. Stop looking at it. Pull it out. Look at it. 
It can be a number of things, but whatever it is, every time you do, you start out meaning well, but it turns out bad. Depression, struggling, hurting, thinking horrible thoughts. you got to quit it. Just like you stopped that whole army. You're stopped in the road. You can't move, man. Rubbernecking slows me down. And it causes a jam up on the inside of me. Y'all hear me or not? Would anybody else say that happens to me too, preacher? I'm paralyzed emotionally. Golly, why, man? Number three. I got to drag it. I got it. Now you know why I told a story. I got to drag it. I got to get it off the road of my life. It's got to go over here, man. It's got to go over here. And the blood of God's Son, He cleanses me from all sin. But He also is He's greater than my pain. I can cover that up. I got to cover that up or I'm not going to get on with my life. You understand? Get it off the road and cover it up. We're almost done. Oh, I got to stop talking about it. That's why you got to drag it and cover it up. You just got to stop. You got to stop. Say stop. Can we do it loud? We know people. Every time we see them, they tell us the same story. The same story. And I feel sorry for them. They're hurting. They don't know what else to do. This is what you got to do. You understand? Say that with me. It's gone, 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 so I'm moving. Can we say it again? It's gone, 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 so I'm moving. How's that feel? Remember Paul shaking off that snake? Wouldn't that be nice? Last point. i got to know it. This has got to be something I know. It's got to get inside of me. I got to believe that I still have life. I got to believe what happened to me. That's not the rest of my life. They'll be fine. Guess what? There it is in the field, covered up. When I pass on, I've got to know it. When I pass on beside it, guess where it's at? It's in the mirror, the rearview mirror. It's covered up. I can't see it. And I've got open road ahead. That's what this story taught me. Also, it's interesting. You've got to know this. The thing that has hurt you, I'm not saying it isn't huge in your life. Or it wasn't a big thing. But it's not as big as the enemy has led you to believe. The enemy has led you to believe you're nothing, you're worthless, you're useless, you can't make it, you can't go on. There's no way you can live without this person who's passed away. They're in heaven now. You're still here. You have a life. But the enemy wants to destroy you. He's the snake. You've got to shake that sucker off. Amen? Roger, how are we doing? Say it with me out loud. Kill it. Quit it. Drag it. Know it. One more time. Kill it. Quit it. Drag it. Know it. Are we done, Raji? Render it dead. No rubbernecking. It's gone, gone, gone. So I'm moving. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. We're done. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Boo!
Open road. <laughs> what a crazy message, huh? Come on, let's stand on up. You see what I'm saying? If you slept through that somewhere, you're like, what are he talking about? <laughs> Praise the Lord. That was a pretty good crowd today that heard this crazy message. Hey, 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 thank you, sweetie pie. I appreciate that. Amen. I love Sue. I love Sue. She's a sweetheart. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you for being here today. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this word, the word of God. Lord, you gave us these stories, true stories in your word. You want to help us. You didn't have to put this in there about how that soldier pulled that body out of the road. Lord, you put that in there for me, for me to see. What happens when I'm fighting my battle against principalities, against rulers of the darkness of this world that come against me? And I'm just stuck. Thank you for this word today. Thank you for this word today. As graphic as it was, you didn't have to put all that in the book, but you did. I appreciate it. You didn't have to tell us how Paul shook that snake off, but you did. So, Lord, I pray you'll take these two different stories and you'll cause them to work together for our good. Lord, I pray for that person today. They are absolutely oh, hurting to no end. And they feel like their guts are just churning because of what they're going through. And we know everybody in this room is not going through that, Lord, right now. I get it. But most in this room have gone through hard, hard things. But I pray for those, especially ones right now, who are being held captive. They're captivated by their, by their pain. And, Lord, I pray this message supernaturally will find good ground in their heart. Holy Spirit, the living God, you love them so much. Would you bring comfort and help to them? And through it all, Lord, may we all know we are more than, we are more than conquerors because of your love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And finally, guys, if you're not accustomed to coming to fellowship, I never like to close a service without giving you the opportunity to put your faith in Christ. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the only way to God the Father. There is no other way to heaven but Him. Everything else you've heard is made up. God had one Son, and His name was Jesus. Would you quit arguing with Him and accept Him? Or maybe you think going to church or being a good person will get you to heaven. Being a good person and going to church will send you to hell. Only Jesus Christ can save you. You might say, well, that, that's too strong. It's the truth. The Word of God says, I am the way, Jesus speaking, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible says there's only been given one name among men, Jesus. The name Jesus, whereby we must be saved. Would you humble yourself right now and put your faith in Christ? Can I lead you in a prayer? Now, if you're proud or arrogant, or it won't work. But if you're humble... If you're willing to admit I'm lost, if you're willing to admit I'm wrong, good works won't save me. God will save you right now. Would you pray with me? 
Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. My good works aren't going to take me anywhere except hell. Because that's not going to deal with my sin in my life. But you did, Lord. You died on the cross for me. You carried my sin on you. You died in my place. You're God. Nobody else could do this but you. I don't understand it all, but I understand this. I choose now to put my faith in you. Not a pastor, not a church, not myself, but in you, Jesus. Come into my life and live through me today. I want to follow you and live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads bowed still, if you don't mind. I just do this. I want you to have a little private time. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you, and I meant that from the bottom of my heart. Pastor, I nailed that today. Can I see your hand? I am so not ashamed to tell you. Wow, I love that. I love that. Gosh, I love that. Lord, bless us as we go our way. Thank you for these many today that raised their hand to put their faith in you. But, Lord, thank you to the many also that they received your word today. They received your word today, and I'm one of them. So, Lord, we thank you. Bless us as we go our way. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. See you later. Thank you so much.